I'm the nerd, Gary Smith. I'm the first jock, Justin Lowder. I'm simply the man. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first and possibly only episode of Two Jocks and a Nerd. Um, we're here just to discuss life, things that are going on in our world. Let me go ahead and have the other two introduce themselves. I'm Justin Louder. My name is Gary Smith. <laughs> yes, Gary Smith looks strikingly like David Medlock, but... People have said that to me. He's a handsome fella. But I'm Gary, Gary Smith. Let's hope we don't do a poll on the overall handsomeness of Dave Medlock. Oh, out no. on that one. I can run with these horses. I'm yeah. doing that right now. Really? Well, yeah, I am you got this thoroughbred. You oh, got please. this broken down thoroughbred. donkey. So <laughs> I think broken we'll all be good. You're an ox. You're an ox pulling a cart like across hey, the Oregon you know, Trail. That ox like paid slow. my mortgage last night, so I feel okay. <laughs> anyway. I haven't done that. It's a good <laughs> thing this is audio only. Yeah. Let's talk about this a little more. Last night, graduation. What are our thoughts on how that went? I did appreciate the joke that Staten was doing a virtual graduation while you know, we did three different ceremonies. And it, it went pretty well. Parents seemed to like it. Students seemed to be fine with it. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, I thought it went pretty well. You know, you were in charge of all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Those of you, Mr. Louder is still understanding this is an audio podcast. <laughs> when, he, when he makes motions with his hands, it doesn't help anybody who's listening to it. So I will clue you in. I was helping with parking and getting people in and out in a timely manner. Um, which went fairly smoothly, except when I would be standing in the middle of the parking lot, signaling people to go to the right, and they proceeded to press on the gas. Which I'm uh, that was me, and I'd had a bad day. I've, I've already apologized for that, and I resent you bringing it up. And those of you who don't know me should know that I'm the assistant principal, so we can come with a limitless amount of reasons why somebody would want to press on the gas when they see me in the twelve right road. now. I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... One thing I really liked about the graduation is typically their speeches at the beginning, which are typically done really well by students, and once again this year they did a great job, but then is a long process of just calling names, and breaking this into thirds, I thought went much smoother. Yeah, with the speeches, there was one in particular that was kind of geared towards math that was super unique and creative, and I, I really appreciated that one because I, you know, Kind of have that next level, that intelligence for math. Mr. Elbert, the math teacher, laughed. I I counted because I heard the (laughs) speech two times, and it was brilliant. It was a brilliant speech. He he laughed uh, two times at, at something nobody else understood, which meant that it was also mathematically correct. Like, he, he was delighted by the... I don't know. Yes. You know, Miss, Mrs. Belmore told me one time that she can see God in mathematics... And that is never going to happen to me. Because <laughs> apparently it's more than like two times three, which, by the way, is six. Yeah, before I've, I've watched this guy try to calculate 2% of That's his overall pretty. restaurant bill yeah. to leave a tip, and he can never quite figure it out. <laughs> so, did you say 2%? Market. Yeah, 2%. 2% tip? You know. Yeah, if they did well, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it out to you. Apologies okay to whoever has served Gary Smith's <laughs> table. <laughs> exactly. Now, How have you paid off your mortgage, Big Tipper? That's what I want to know. Yeah. You got like some kind of side hustle I don't know about? I mean, well, I'm a public servant, so. Well, it may be podcasting uh, here. The way this hey, is hey. Off. oh, it's going to go great. Now, 
Thatcher's speech, one thing I remember about, one that I liked, he talked about, you know, when I retire, when I told kids this, kids would come up and ask me questions and have questions, what am I going to do next? And I kept trying to go up and tell him, like, you know, make up a story about, you know, that some kid came up to you and when you told them that you weren't going to be principal next year, that they say, oh, please tell me it's not Mr. Woodrow. Because I think that would have gotten a round of laughs. But every time I tried to go up there and have a conversation with him, he was talking about something that was pointless and how do I put wow. it? Not funny. Wow, wow. But Best is, boss I've ever had. He absolutely what, is. Oh, my goodness. Except for Pete, who will be doing my evaluation next year. Who's and my better. So, yeah. Thanks for providing those donuts, fifth period. We're going this hard to podcast one. That's the thing that concerns yes. me. Like, if this is the base level, like, we're still under control. Um now, a little <sighs> segment that I would like to add to this podcast is things that annoy Woodrow. And as... Okay, we need an Encyclopedia Britannica. We're going to start with A. All right, that's... Well, we're going to start... Aardvarks. We're going to start... Stupid aardvarks eating ants. Who eats an ant? We will start chronologically in terms of this morning. When I get up in the morning, I go to lift weights... And I know it's obvious. Back up a second. This. What time is this so the people know? What this time? This is at 3 a.m. <laughs> he li- he's lifting weights at 3 a.m. And he wonders why he's irritated. And the gym opens at 4. Okay. And seriously, this is a nice gym. It's a great gym to go to. They There's cannot find there. a single person who can open it up. All you have to do is turn the key to it's keep a job. It's 3 a.m. Okay. In the morning. That's all they have to do. I don't care if the TV's on, music's playing, lights are on, running water or power. Just picture him like walking through this place. How does this place stay open? I'm yes. the only member. How does that happen? Which... I should say there were eight of us standing out there, and we were all dedicated. You and seven hallucinations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. They were all fine upstanding uh-huh. people. How dare you One of them was an octopus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the octopus bench? It's serious. It's straight up legit. He's got the eight arms. Okay. Right? So well, yeah. Octo he's eight, running right? four yep. different eight? benches. You add it up, it's, he's breaking records. Okay. Okay. See him get on the treadmill. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I would pay real money to see that. I'm going to tell you right now. So, that's my first thing that annoys me. People cannot show up to work on time uh-huh. and just turn the key. Good people at work there. I like them. But that's just one of the things that just annoy me to know. It's when your only requirement is to just to show up. If you say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. That's a great point. But I would like to ask you, if you see a, an athletic octopus, could you call that a jocktopus? <laughs> I think <laughs> yes. Boom! A octopus. Now let's see. Well, here's another question. If you see an octopus oh, he's, he's not to me on a treadmill okay. and breaks world records on the treadmill, does whoever's finished first end up finishing ninth because there's eight of them there? <laughs> wow! How about that? That's a worthy question. You're the sports commentator. Yes. Uh, yes, ninth place is the best you can finish if you fall behind yeah. an athletic octopus. Okay, We're calling it. that makes the most sense because I have no doubt that'll become an Olympic event going down the road. So, what about things that annoy you, gentlemen, that you would like to talk to us um, about? I'm sitting across the table from the primary thing that annoys me. Um, I would like to go back to your idea. Just back to why it's two can. jocks and a nerd. The nerd is Medlock. Thank you. Or Gary they, Smith, they for those that. of you who are getting bad No, tips. I'm Gary Smith. Um, the, the idea 
that you are there at a gym at 3 a.m. wondering why people can't show up on time just is is a self-defeating statement nobody listening to this thinks of that same nobody okay i understand me showing up at 3 a.m to lift is insane uh-huh. i think somebody being assigned a schedule that starts at 4 a.m to be there is not insane at 4 a.m yeah well, they, did they show up at like 403 they did didn't they, they showed up at 445 yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. They okay. Don't even, they don't even take the walk of shame to open it. They wait for the second person to show up, uh-huh. so they have to take the verbal beating, even though they weren't supposed to be there till four forty-five. Yeah. It's just not right. Okay. So here's my question: Is your gym in like Troutdale? Because at <laughs> three and opens oh, at no, four. Oh no, this is good. No, I know the answer. T- okay. You know what I he get does? down there at three fifteen. I go for a quick run. He runs there. Yeah. That's why he runs to the gym. Speaking of insane people, to the gym. Insane. What are you training for? Exactly. I see it's only a matter of time before, you know, my. No, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Once again, note to self, I need this job. Anyway, so. I can mute out and delete anything with you, so just say it. But I would like to know. Obviously, you're just trying to make fun of me. Gary slash Redlock. Louder. What are some of the things that irritate you about daily life? Talks about daily life. Um, you know, I think I told well, I told kids today today was supposed to be our last day of school originally, and I think it's just people's constant negativity is irritating because we're all here, we're all we're all in the same boat. We've all had like tough year, and. I get kids, and of course, you know, it's the same jokes all the time that you hear in the classroom. Like, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. It's okay if I take a nap. You know, all these questions that just get old and old and old. And I bring coffee with me every morning. And occasionally I'll make the comment, I was like, this coffee isn't for me. This is coffee, so I don't... Okay, let's <laughs> let's back that one up. <laughs> Can you put like a mark? There? <laughs> you know, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going out to the. Well, it keeps, Do you want that on YouTube? There's no. a question. Okay. So, but keep you, keep coffee keeps okay. me sane. It keeps me sane. It keeps me from not like freaking out on kids and. You know, getting after them for the normal things kids do. Normally, we'd have nine months of these same kids running around asking the same questions. But, yeah, I just... People who just go through life being negative is... People going through life, it bothers me. It bothers me. You know, and the thing to me is, like, being back... People say, oh, we still have another week and a half of school left. I enjoy being here. I like. I mean, having kids back has been the best. Thing it's been the me. best. It's it fun. is yes. so much more entertaining. Life has you know, meaning again. Exactly. Yes. Just having those conversations 100%. every day with kids and seeing them. Like I, I do hear. I mean, kids. Most teachers seem to be happy that they're here, but that even though we're going to the twenty second, I don't hear this. I don't feel the same way I did this time. You know, two years ago when we had the normal school year, no. it's like five days left. Please, let's not have any fights. Let's have kids behave. You know, I feel that there's still that energy, mm-hmm. mainly because you know we've only been doing this for a few months now. That I really appreciate that. You know, I still have that now, and I'm hoping in the next year that we also start off with that same same kind of energy. But kids are exhausted by the end of the week, 
It is crazy how they how tired they get. Yeah. Well, there's but a lot yeah. of there's a lot of us that are tired too. I mean, yeah. I have conversations with several people, and it's you know you think kind of in the morning you're teaching afternoons we kind of have to to prep and do whatever, mm-hmm. but you know it's I mean it's just with the change. I mean, we've really educated three different ways since September, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's better this way, but it's exhausting having so much change. And we. Now, so we have been interviewing for the drama position, and a lot of them are new teachers. And what possible kind of student teaching experience could they have had that is oh, going to be helpful mm-hmm. enough to get yeah. there? Because well, I talk to supervising teachers, and they're like, well, you know, because for Cascade, we've been in person much longer than sur- surrounding districts. Mm-hmm. Most of them are still hybrids, some of them are still you know, doing one or two days a week. So, you know, well, they'll be like, well, she's taught like three lessons. Well, she's been student teaching for the last year. She's had three lessons, but that makes sense because, you know, they've done some Zoom, some hybrid, but as far as kids in front of her, you know, she's done Which three lessons. Which is 80% of the job. Exactly. That's the problem, yeah. You know. You don't and, really know. Well, I've had conversations with Gary about... I'm Gary. I think it was... Oh, no, we're not talking about that. Oh, okay. okay that's another one. Okay, sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, strike that. But, no, but yeah, he, there's... He will never forgive me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd just like to keep for the record that the two places we've had to pause, I had no part of that conversation. Oh, Shockingly. This is Tyler Woodrow. <laughs> Should I get subpoenaed? <laughs> yeah, you can't give people your personal information. You What's your social, social yeah. routing number? Yeah, here's where I live, my blood type. <laughs> anyway, but the problem you with... We will edit this, right? Okay. The, right. the, the problem okay. with like student teaching and the education is you don't get the actual teaching experience until you're almost done. Yeah, that's true, that, too. That's the thing. is, And you have to pay to do it. And you That's might not kind of the like backwards it. thing yeah, about it. Yeah. So you could do all of your teaching requirements, have one year left, which is your student teaching, and realize that you don't like speaking yeah. and teaching in front of kids. And you've done all this specific education work towards that. That really, I mean, my education degree is pretty useless outside of schools. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's how it is. Oh. My education degree is for... Gary Smith disavows most of no. what you're going to hear, folks. Most of it. Well, that's why this is a conversation. You feel free to chime in with where your education degree would make you qualified outside in of school. In all seriousness, they should make you student teach in your first two years of college. Yes. To yes. determine. Yeah. Yep. Even if they just... And I would say... I Like would teach a unit for a week or something. So yeah. See if you like yep. it. Yeah. yeah. You know... And because uh, loads of people find out they don't like teaching and they're, it's too late, they're already, yeah, yeah that's true. And, and some a, figured out maybe they didn't get the necessary, they didn't have a great mentor teacher, maybe they just <coughs> other things were going on in their life and they kind of figure it out. Because I know when I first started teaching, I was stuck over at the coast, I was by myself, I was doing alt school, I was in a portable, and I was like, is this really what education is? And it took a while. To get, I mean, I was three years before I got to Cascade before I realized how much I love doing this. And so, you know, sometimes you have to find yourself, but ideally you want to put forty, fifty thousand dollars down before exactly. you make that decision. Yeah. So, when I know there's quite a few, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's quite a decent sized percentage of teachers that leave the profession within 
like three or five years. Yeah, no, it's really high. It's um, I can't remember either, but it's it's like it's like uh, forty, fifty, something like it's up mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what grade level it is. Like, is it mainly mm-hmm. elementary or is it mainly secondary? Because it seems like most of the teachers that I know that I've worked with here are either still here or they did work somewhere else. They did get a job, they moved out of state or something. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very expensive and it, you get into it. And I'm not, in ed programs, I don't know if they get the right people to teach those classes. They almost should be more of an adjunct <laughs> professor. Somebody who's currently in the field. What's that? <laughs> Give people who are currently in the Mavic Beck. He taught some classes. Even uh, Miss Torres did some classes where they were helping guide oh, these yeah. students. People who are mm-hmm. in the classroom right, right now, this is what it's like. Yeah. You know, it makes more sense to have that so you get that real life experience. When to double down on that, school, I mean, we used to have a mentor program here, but we should have staff members do the mentoring. You know, the trusted professionals, the ones that have been here, you know, multiple years yeah. and take the new the new hires, you know, we'll hire a new science teacher, a new math teacher. So then there's someone in their subject level that does it because, I mean, I teach computers. I, I'm the only computers teacher. So it's not like I have someone that's, oh, yeah, hey, what are you doing today in computer apps or what are you doing? I don't have that like it's like okay we have two algebra one teachers we have two teachers doing global we have two teachers doing economics so it's a little different in that regard that it'd be nice to have as many like staff opportunities to help mm-hmm. each other and that also builds kind of that you know department staff colleague I, during the pandemic when when everything started going the thing that struck uh we you and i talked about uh, justin and gary talked about this that our, our staff development, the best staff development we had was we, I mean, our boss kind of identified uh, what problems were and who knew something about something. We put together instantly like mm-hmm. our own um, in-service, I guess yeah. you call it, mm-hmm. and it was effective. Like we were up and running in a week. So the idea that we rely on staff members here to, like like an apprenticeship program for teaching, mm-hmm. right? I've yeah. heard that mm-hmm. for, for decades from people. I think it's true too. It's and that's when they used to have like department heads and yeah. a lot of times some of their additional duties would be to somebody would cover their class so they could go observe a teacher yeah. and give them feedback which makes sense i mean that would work and i think years ago we even tried to partner with schools because we did have a lot of those single electives where nobody else taught it so it was hard to get you know support there where you would partner up and you go to state and watch somebody else's teaching computer applications or the art teacher go to somewhere in Salem Kaiser. So those kind of opportunities would be ideal because it seems like when I started teaching, it was like, here's your classes. Sink or swim. This is the textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, don't send kids down to my office. I mean, yeah. that was kind of how I felt at the time when I first started. Well, that was the, the culture of like every school, like I'd student taught in it or everything. That's how it was. That's how it was for a teacher. People would say sink or swim. Yeah. You know, and okay but what if you're a kid stuck in a class where someone's sinking you know i mean and it didn't have to go that way so and it's just i mean because everybody's got the same workload i mean it's not like they can come help you during your class time i mean so unless you're really investing in pd and you know late starts help i think even 
you know, with our late starts, getting an opportunity to just sit down and talk about what's going on in the classroom, what's going on with kids is beneficial. I think we might no longer be interesting. I think our, our audio tech is, no, he's, he's starting to slow down. I'm not slowing down. I'm going to take his pulse. You're, you're sinking into your seat. <laughs> no. Okay. What do you want us to talk about? Goldfish? I mean, what? What's... You guys talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. This is your show. You run with it. Well, that's a nice transition there. (laughs) (laughs) That was the nerd that did that. Uh, More social skills on the jock end of things. Jocktopus. That's mine. I invented that. Ninth place. Jocktopus. Ninth Ninth place. place. You say bolt, you're no longer the fastest person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Jolly the Clown over here. (laughs) Jolly the Clown. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays Uh. at SeaWorld. Clowncast <laughs> on the Jason Podcast Network. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, um, any final thoughts before we wrap this up and see if there'll be episode two? <laughs> okay, I'm looking across the room because we're in uh, Tyler's office, and there is a action figure that says "Legends of the Diamond." And there is a mustachioed baseball player with a bat in there. Wade Boggs. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, if I'm coming in here with a serious problem, you know, and I look at your desk and I see that, right? I, I know I'm dealing with some quality there. Right. Yeah. You know, because you know right. this well, guy, uh-huh. he likes Wade Boggs. Smart man. Knows what he's doing. Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. Or yeah. Cadbury mini eggs. Right. Hanging on the wall. Or that poorly drawn picture of the Grinch. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. That's for oh, his that, daughter though. That's that was okay. done by a six year old. Yeah. It's still poorly drawn. <laughs> you are a Grinch. What is that? Our audio tech is heartless. It's the Grinch that always not built to scale, so he disapproves He's of not it. built to scale. <laughs> so we have to change uh, that. Commenting wow. on Can you feel love? Is that something you can do? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Terrible. until next episode, okay. when we try to rebuild the Grinch by the six-year-old, <laughs> she'll go to timeout for that. Anyway, yeah. what we, irritates you, Audio Tech? That picture of the Grinch your daughter drew you because she loves you. That's right. <laughs> People should pander to stuff like that. You're a mean man, Mr. Audio Tech. So that is the end of Two Jocks and a Nerd. I'm the nerd, Gary Smith. I'm the first jock, Justin Louder. I'm simply the man.